following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah! This, this is Talking Cowboys. Streaming live from the Dallas Cowboys World Headquarters at the Star in Frisco. Hand off, Elliott plowing to the goal line. Barry, sacked by Lord. Prescott keeps it, and he bangs it in for the touchdown. Here are Mickey Spagnola, Brian Broaddus, Rob Phillips and Bill Jones. Oh, what a happy Tuesday we have here in the studios here at the Star in Frisco, Texas. This is Talking Cowboys. Are we on to the Lions yet? I don't, I don't think, think so. so, Bill. I, I don't, think, don't so. think so. I've already watched tape on him. What about you, Mick? <laughs> I don't think so. Uh, there's no 24-hour rule when it comes to a week like this week. Brian does. Metroplex. Brian does have that rule, though. He was grinding on tape this morning before the show. Yeah, yeah. I think I got to. All right, let me. I got a question right off the top uh, because we will dwell a lot on what happened Sunday as well. It puts in perspective Lions Week. And which team in the league has the number one pass defense in this National Football League? Number one pass Number defense. one pass defense in the National Football League. Uh, it isn't one of those teams that played last night, Pittsburgh or Tampa Bay. No. I'll, I'll give you that, where they were throwing it all over the lot. Does this go back to your theory last show about how the numbers are skewed a little bit? They can be skewed a little bit, but – Number one pass defense in the league. We're talking passing yards given up in the first three games of this season. It's a really bad team, right? Might be this football team. Maybe not. Maybe this is this football team. They only gave up 160. We've got to vote for Dallas. Got to vote for Dallas. Vote for Dallas. Okay. Because they're number three overall. What are the Cowboys uh, offensively? What's their pass offense ranking in the league? I would imagine 30. 30. There's a lot of 31. 31, I believe. There's a lot of second to last in passing yards. There's a lot of 31st rankings with the offense right now. Points per game, third down conversions. Mm -hmm. It's not good. Okay, so the number one pass defense in the National Football League is... The Detroit Lions. Okay. Coming okay. in here this week. So we got the number the second to last pass offense versus the number one pass defense, which limited Tom Brady and the Patriots to one hundred twenty total net yards passing Sunday night. So there you have it. That sets the tone for Lions Week. Who calls their plays? Matt Patricia. Matt Patricia's No Paul, pa- Paul Pascalone. For, for New Ooh. England. Oh, oh, for New No, it's Detroit has the number oh you're well, where are you going, Mick? Josh McDaniel. Josh, um, who'd it? they beat? McDow- Josh McDaniels. McDaniel. Josh McDowell. Who'd they beat? I was thinking Josh McCown. Who did? Who did Detroit beat? Yeah, New England. Yeah. Okay. And how many yards passing? They had 120 net yards and passing. My, 133 my, my plus was, 13 yards. Who's, in call, who's calling the plays for the Patriots? He's questioning New England's ability to move the football. Oh, I got you. Golly! I got you. We're not not talking Patriots. We're talking Lions here. Yeah. All right. And by the way, over the course of the next hour, we'll get into play calling, too, which was the topic du jour yesterday at the press conference. Well, I thought I got into it right away. You did, right (laughs) off the bat right there. All right. Let me okay. I, Brian's got some questions he's going to pose yeah. in the next hour. We're going to take your phone calls as well. 
888-855-2297. I got a tweet from someone yesterday saying we need to take more phone calls. Well, we need to have better phone calls than what we had yesterday. That was that. Okay? Bring it. All right. See, Bill, you're going to get in trouble there when you're talking about <laughs> Joe and Flower Mound and Vic and Ventura. That's all right, Bill. Set the standard. Yeah. All right. So here's a question that I have for you. Okay. What kind of... Because I think a lot of this play calling stuff has to do is with we need to get the ball to Zeke more. Is sure. that right? Okay, Zeke averaged over eight yards a carry in the game Sunday, right? And they were okay with that. And Seattle was. Yep. They were. Yep. And because they won the game. They won the game. That's right. That's right. You never forced them to change what they yep. what they had to do right. to win the game. Right. All right, so what kind of distribution do are we looking for? How many times does Zeke need to touch the ball? What's what's the percentage of total plays that we want to see Zeke touching the ball, whether it's running the ball or catching the ball out of the backfield? Well, we talked about this pre-show. I went to journalism school and A&M, so my math is terrible, okay? But if you got 60 plays in a football game, whatever percentage of 25 touches by Zeke is what I want. So a little and, less than 50% then. Yeah, and preferably, you know, up 50 or above if it's 60 plays. But that, that probably means you're winning the game and you're trying to salt away the game in the fourth quarter. But I want Zeke in the 20s, and I think I don't think he's had 20 carries in a game yet this season, right? He's been in the teens every time. I think that's right. So do you trust this offensive line to run block consistently enough to run it as much as you want? Uh, I was encouraged by what they did. Two days I understand ago. with Seattle, but I mean, cons- but are, you under- I mean, consistently. Are, See, that's the problem I think that everybody has that this team runs the ball too much, and there's not a, a there's not a passing game. Do you feel like Seattle kind of tried to give them that a little bit? Seattle said, "Yeah, want, go they ahead, run the ball." Didn't see as many loaded boxes. Yeah. See, it's it, funny because I I hear. They need to give the ball to Zeke more, and then I also hear they need to be more creative. Yeah, see, that's the that's the problem you run into is that, and I, I don't disagree with you guys. I really don't. I mean, I, I'm just trying to say that what's going to happen is that the the the, the fan out there is going to say, "Well, you run the ball too much. First down runs, second down runs. You know, the, yeah. you're, you're 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 too committed to running the football." I guess, and, my, that, and that's where you know, and we you see it the other day where, yeah, he has 15 carries, averages seven yards a carry, but are they going to be able to consistently do that? That's that's where if you run the football, you're going to not score points. That's where that's just the way this league is. Well, they've run it in the past, and I'm and I said this last show can't really go back on the past too much because it's a different offensive line right now. Sure, but their formula has been. And I think, you know, they're trying to do it this last game, get in these manageable situations. And that might be short passing game to try to get Dak in this third and manageable stuff. And that was the problem. And Garrett spoke to it yesterday, three of 13 on third down. And it wasn't like they were in third and 10 all the time. No, they weren't. So they ideally, I think you got to be able to use Zeke to, to stay ahead of the chains. But I'm with you. They haven't run it with as much efficiency overall this season as they'd like to. Okay, basically, so they, basically, until, to answer my question, to um, until they got into fourth quarter where they're having to throw it every play, yeah. basically, they were down, well, they were down 24-6 at one point, but yeah. in the fourth quarter, 
50% of the time, Zeke, the play was designed to go to Zeke. Now, I got 21 out of 42 plays. Zeke was involved in the play. Now, some of those don't show up on the stat sheet because he stepped out of bounds on a 31-yard touchdown catch. He dropped a ball on a third down. So that includes drops and whatever. But 50% of the time, Zeke was getting the football. See, they they had a total of 58 plays. He touched the ball 19 times. So if my calculator's right here, that's 33%. And probably not much in the last four and a half. He also dropped one and stepped out of bounds. So that would have been 20. And he had another play where he was was standing out of bounds when the ball was thrown to him. Yeah. Yeah. So, so again, so he's touching it almost 35, 36%. That's including the fourth quarter, though. But then, and then in the fourth, and think about this. At the end of the half, they were in two minute. They threw two passes. And then at the 525 mark, when they were behind, uh, they ended up throwing 10 passes because they're in hurry up offense. So that's 12 touches, 12 passes out of 34 if you were in the lead, you wouldn't be doing that, right? And, and a great ki- and so flip it over to Seattle and what they did with Chris Carson. He winds up. You look at the final stat sheet and well, whoa, this is a great discrepancy here. Chris Carson carried the ball thirty-two times and Zeke carried it seventeen times or whatever it was. How can you have that imbalance like that? Well, that's because Chris Carson in the Last quarter and change of the game, carried the ball 15 times for 48 yards. Yeah. He had 15 of his 32 carries after they got up 24. Because six. they didn't mind going punt, punt, punt. Never, That's right. No. Yeah, right. They they were they they saw what Dallas was doing offensively. Right. And they went into the yeah. game knowing what yeah. Dallas yeah. was they, capable you know, or incapable of doing offensively. People say you know dictates how they play the you game. Just, people have been saying for the last few weeks, you stop Zeke, you stop this offense. They didn't, Seattle didn't stop Zeke. Right. The Cowboys stopped themselves. Well, okay, let me ask you this, guys. And I'll answer the question for you, too, Mickey. Good. Which Does this team run the ball better or pass protect better? At this current state, do they run the ball better or pass protect better? Well, that's pretty easy. They run the ball better. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'd say that overall. Mm-hmm. Yeah. From what we've seen in three games. I put the ball in Zeke hands. I mean, in Seattle's, but, but we're, but we're Seattle's okay. a great but, example. But, but we're, but, and I don't disagree with what you're saying. I do think they run the ball better. Yeah. But the thing about it is, though, is running the football going to put them in, you know, are they going to be in de- bad down and distance situation? Are we going to get the consistency run blocking? I, I, think, I think they do run block better. Yeah. But are you going to have the consistency doing it? And is and now are you going to put yourself in those bad down and distance situations? Trying to be efficient. Trying to be efficient. That's fair. That's what happened in Carolina. They had minus runs, and that that hurt their down and distance as much as penalties and sacks did. Um, it's a good question. I mean, the flip side is you. Do, I don't think you want to put the ball in Dak's hands and make him throw forty times a game. That's no. Not the, that's not the way you want to play offense either. No. You know, you want to how be fifty fifty. How is this offense going to score points? That's the biggest question. What's their what's their avenue for scoring points? Is it running the ball? Is it throwing the ball? Are well, they just are they just do the, the whole thing? The argument of hey, we don't need a number one receiver here. Is that now coming back to bite them? Well, what I was gonna say is you need more explosive plays here and there, like you got from Tavon in week two. I would throw, I would what, give and, the ball to Tavon Austin. I would what, get yeah. him more involved. You talk about Zeke. 
I would get Tavon Austin involved more in what's going on here. I write about that today. When he gets the ball or he's involved in a play design, good things seem to happen. But he's he hasn't, a, you know, he hasn't been on the field a ton. You know? No. But, but you better find a way to score points. That's this right. team's biggest problem. Protection's been poor. Consistency running the football. Yeah, it was good against Seattle. You know, and you knew you were going to have some problems against the 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 Giants. They uh, they doubled his snaps this last game. Austin, they, they did. He had 20, 20, 20 snaps, thirty three percent. That's good. Maybe it needs to be more. Yeah, maybe he needs to be the receiver that's out there more often, not just a a toy receiver. They need yeah, to do fair point, Brian. They. You make a great point. I mean, they need to do what Seattle was able to do on Sunday, and that's hit a big play here and there. They had one explosive play. How about build play. a lead like they did against the Giants? Mm-hmm. That too. How do they do that? Well, they how, how do they sixty-four yard touchdown? Well, they hit it. They hit an go. explosive play down the field. They yeah. got to be able to they, do that. This, this offense doesn't make any big plays. Is he the most experienced receiver they have? Tavon? Yes. Well, Beasley. He and we- Beasley. Beasley. Well, he and Beasley. I think yeah. with Tavon a two twenty. And then 12, you got 2013 pick, and yeah. Williams. And then, and then I'm going to tell you, that I'm going to get to a question where I'm going to do something with Williams, you know? Because, I mean, that, that's, you know, what's he doing? He's you been know? involved in running plays, really. Yeah. Yeah. Was I mean, he not earned it, or is he not, is he not, all suddenly not capable? I that's mean, what I want to know. This is a guy that's, that's what, caught 50 passes exactly, a year. Exactly. Are they, are, they, are they moving on from terrence williams just because of trying to get some other things you're going to try and get bryce butler dressed this week mm-hmm. who are you going to sit i think it's him i, I that's that what i'm be saying logically yeah. is, is that the right guy to sit he's the one guy that has the most experience you know of making plays i'm sure the fan out there is losing their mind right now with me saying that but i mean who, who are you going to sit you're going to i mean they're going to sit hearns I don't think you're sitting Gallup. You're not going to sit Gallup or Thompson? No. All right, here's – I was driving in thinking about this. Just trying to think of points. Do they need to hone in on who their top receivers are and not go with, you know, throwing – By committee? Yeah, well, in in practice, in games, whatever, do they need to hone in on these are the four receivers that we're going with? I've been saying I think it for a that, couple weeks. And I think it's something that they needed to do starting about mid-training camp. And we had this discussion about would this, this committee approach work? And I'm not saying that these guys haven't made some plays, but where are the big plays? Where's the run after catch? The only run after catch you get, it seems to be from Beasley a little bit. Or crossing routes. Yeah, this and team stuff. this yeah. team doesn't Where are the intermediate plays? Yeah, and maybe that's <laughs> I mean, on the quarterback too, and maybe that's on the offensive line. But I think I think to Rob's point, which he has been talking about this for a couple of weeks, is at least a couple of weeks is all right. Even with a Michael Gallup, this is a rookie receiver. Okay, right. We saw him drop a pass the other day that it resulted in an interception. All right, maybe with Michael Gallup, you got to just pull back on him, and you have to win games right now. Okay? okay, and so you have to. I believe you have to settle on these are the guys we're going with right now. Yeah, and if Michael Gallup, if you can trust him, if he's your one of those four, go with him. But if not, it doesn't mean you don't have great plans for Michael Gallup on down the road or even the second half of the season. Let him grow into this. It's it's a very tough league to, to yeah. get into. You've got experienced receivers. You mentioned Terrence Williams, Cole Beasley. Okay, Tavon Austin. 
Alan Hearns. You've got, you yeah, know, but Deontay guys, Thompson has shown some things, but you just got to figure out who are your guys. Yeah, maybe the one advantage I have over you guys right now is the fact that I've seen Michael Gallup make plays in college right. at Colorado State. And maybe that's why I right. would I would say, Bill, I'm going to live with him right now. Okay. Like it's it's and like if, living with Connor Williams. But if you feel that strongly about him, then go with it. And then, but if I he's think, the one guy that can make plays, I'm going to keep him on the field. I okay. know he had the yep. drop. I, I right. mean, I know that, and that's great. That's but great. But I if, also if, saw the touchdown against San Francisco in the preseason. Sure. Yep. You know, sure. But so so they if, play if he's three. One, if if he's who you have confidence. The guys that you have confidence in and can you trust the most. You make a great point. You make a go point. with them right now, and then things are going to happen. But who do you have confidence in? That's what they got to figure. They should because, because that's the point. Three I, games, right? That's the point. I don't know if they know yet exactly maybe what they have. The quarterback and who to go has confidence. Boy, that's in. a yeah, shame. If they, well, if they, I mean, I'm, I'm not. I'm just don't, saying. And don't forget some guys. Seven just, guys, and we, and we have no. We have confidence. They, I bet you they have confidence in Beasley. Hey, well, no. I, I mean, down the line. I know yeah, Beasley. That's I know a problem. Tav- I know Tavon, and some of these guys miss time in in preseason. Maybe that factors in the the eye test, the evaluation. I don't know, hey. but yeah, th- I think it helps your quarterback out if hey. you can trim, pare this thing down a little bit, and he knows who he's got and who he's rolling with. It may be a fifty fifty decision on who it is. There may not be, but you. I think you need to make the decision. Jerry was talking about it on the radio, not in regards to uh, this morning, not in regards to the receivers, but. So often there are 50-50 decisions that a decision maker has to make. And he, as he said, the key on it is if it's a good decision, go with it as long as you can, as it continues to be a good decision. If Dak it's a Prescott bad, playing over Romo. If, if, you, if, decision, it's a, yeah. if it's a bad yeah. decision, then you got to get it, you know, reverse the decision as soon yeah. as you see that it's a bad decision. That, How many, that's the key to it. So in this case, it – it may be 50-50 on these six or seven wide receivers who plays. Well, make your decision, and then it will sort itself out. How many catches does Hearns have? He had two the last game. He had one or two the think, previous think, games. So I think it's like four. He's got four. 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 Yeah, four. See, that's a problem. What's he What's he got you? What's yeah. he giving you? Yeah, that's a fair, and, he's and, made, you know a fair point. And they didn't pay him enough that says he's got to play mm-hmm. or he's got to stick. A, that's, a, that's a good analysis. And I've right been there. with Brian on this since camp. I think Gallup, aside from Tavon Austin, he's rare in terms of uh, speed. Gallup's maybe your most explosive receiver. I mean, he's got a lot of potential to help you down the field. So, yeah, the question is, do you give him the snaps and live with some of the growing pains? You can't, but when he makes a drop that leads to an interception, it kills you. It's a, that Deep was a down huge side, play. It kills you. It does. It's a huge play in the game. But you know what? I drafted this kid to play. I drafted him. He's he's different than what Mickey's talking about with Alan Hearns. It's a different player. Alan Hearns, I love you running inside and catching the slant and and maybe getting in behind, you know, kind of fitting in behind the linebackers. But I need some explosive plays. I need some downfield plays. I need my line, like Mickey's talking about, again to protect. Yep. I mean, you know? have we seen Hearns catch a pass and run? Yeah. Like, I've seen Gallup do it. See, that's – I mean, Gallup would have made that play in the Carolina game. You'd, you'd have seen a guy go and, and finish. Yeah. You'd have seen that. They just don't have anybody on the outside that's doing that. It seems like it's a catch, a three-yard gain, and a fall down. You know, or get down. Unless, it's, unless you're throwing the ball to number 10, and then all of a sudden you're like, whoa, this could go. Mm-hmm. Well, this could go. You know, and as even when he was running backwards, and I thought, man, if he could just got the corner, yeah, 
he was going to get six, seven yards after all that stuff going on. He's one guy that you're kind of okay with him doing that because it's, he might have a chance to I get can the end. Who was it on the defense that made the stop on that play? Um, can't remember. He was moving right. Trying to catch the right yeah, I corner. Can't, I, I, I think there was a free safety that no, was it. That oh yeah, he yeah, that's right. He did get him. Yeah, the other free safety got Zeke was, too. Was it McDougal? <laughs> Actually, their safeties played really well. Right. Other yeah, than just other than just you know Earl yeah. McDougal, the other they played well. Right, they did. Okay, we have a phone call, but we're right up against it. But we're going to go ahead and go with the phone call anyway. <laughs> Richie in Arizona, first up on Talking Cowboys. Uh, good morning, gentlemen. I've been a, a lifelong cowboy friend over 40 years, and I've had the highs and the lows, the heartbreak and the, the ecstasy watching this team. But I'm wondering now, I'm beginning to lose respect for what I would call the management side of the Cowboys. And I think many of the, the, the fans are as well. There needs to be greater concern about the state. Right now, we're not a competitive team. We're almost a laughing stock. And what happens if we start losing people coming to the games, buying the various things, joining the websites, following the news, uh, getting the TV commercials, the support for a team that seems to be going nowhere? I would like to see this team take seriously the fact that we're not a very good team we need to do something. I've always had great respect for Jason Garrett. I'm beginning to lose that. I think he has his head in the sand. Those are my comments. Can we ask All you a question, right. so sir? Are you, you said still there? you need to do yeah. something. What, yeah, exactly. what would you like to do? Thank you very much, Mickey. Right. I appreciate that. For example, that. every game, the very first play always is Elliot up the middle. That's we not get true. One yard. We get that every single game. Why not in one game? have a, a screen pass or something to open up the game. When it's uh, third and two, we always go to a pass. Once in a while, why don't we run the ball? Like they did on third, third and one, one and didn't get and it? And didn't get it, yeah. I know, but that's a rarity. But you would think you would get that. That was one of your reasons, sir. What's and, my reason? and you know what? The first play of the game was Elliott, and he gained five yards. Yeah, but I know that's not good. They opened up in a pass every, against the Giants. Giants was a pass to Allen Hurts for nine play. yards. We don't see very, we don't see much dynamics in our play calling. We just simply don't. Sir, if you want to tell me that you have a problem with the owner general manager, I'll, I'll, you know, I'll listen to you. I mean, that's how you started your your argument or your your points. Is that your biggest concern? You know, my point is I think we're going to lose a huge fan base because our, 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 our product is not particularly good right now. Okay. And there doesn't seem to be a pressing need okay. to make it better. So you're trying to say – you're telling me then you, you don't agree with what the owner and general manager is doing with this football team? No, okay. I don't. Okay. Did, you, did you like the first plays of the games two years ago in 2016? I thought Dak was was one of the greatest quarterbacks ever yeah. two years ago. And then yeah, what changed? Zeke was pretty good, too. Yeah. Well, I think the fact is that he's not a particularly accurate passer, and I think he's lost confidence, and he gets sacked way too much, and he doesn't oh. have the line, well, the line to give him time. Well, so two you years think ago, if he's Zeke on pace? also was the leading rusher in the league and had 15 touchdowns. Yeah, very exciting. That was a wonderful year. Yep, yeah. yep. There's a lot of Zeke up the middle, too. Yeah, I, I, you know, if if you want to come on and, and talk about the owner, the general managers, is it, it, you know, and 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 he'll he'll listen to your discussion. He will. He's a good listener. 
But, you know, I mean, yeah. And I, I think that if you, you know, if you want to go with that, by all means, you know, but he, he's got big shoulders, you know. He, you know, everybody acts like that he doesn't care, like this is not bothering him. Right. That is the furthest thing from the truth. Trust me, I spent six years with this man in that room. This kills him. And we were bad. We were bad for three straight years, and that killed him. It, it got to the point where he went out and said, you know, i got to do something different. We went and got Parcells. And he, Parcells comes in and takes the crap that we drafted and brought here and goes to a playoff game with that. So don't let's not act like that he doesn't care. This bothers him, you know. And whatever he has to do to fix it, he will, because he understands that it, it, you're right. There's things about this team that aren't right. But but to sit there and you know, if you have if you have all these things, you, you want to say, oh well, I don't like him running on third down. I don't like him doing this on, you know, okay. But to, if you want to, if you his main point, I believe, was he was he was critical of the front office. He lost confidence. Yeah. And if that's the case, pr trust me on this. Trust me on this. He cares a lot more than you even ever will believe about and, this and, team. You know, I think one thing that's being lost a little bit is they have made a lot of changes in the last few months. A lot on the coaching staff. Now, I, you can argue that unless, they've done the right thing. Unless unless you're changing at the very top, maybe it's not a lot of change in reality, but yeah, and you can question that. You can question and they've changed out this roster. God, it's the youngest team in the league right now. Yeah. Don't worry about that. But the question yes, now you can ask did they make the right decisions? But don't tell me they haven't tried to do things in the offseason to if, change things if you, from a culture if, standpoint, from an on-the-field standpoint. And I think the other problem out there is don't interpret their public stances, Jerry's, Jason, from what goes on behind the scenes. Yeah. Because I guarantee you they're not happy. Sure. All right? No. They're just trying to what – they, what they tell the media, what they say on talk show – is not what they're saying behind these closed doors. Yeah, I guarantee you, I mean, when Jerry, you go, when you Jerry go, is, you know, he he's in there. He's in all the meetings, you yeah. know. When you go on the radio, you're going to present a united front. That doesn't mean, yeah, behind closed doors, they're not saying, how do, how do we fix this right now? Because we're in a one and two hole. Yeah. All right, we continue on Talking Cowboys. Take more of your phone calls. That was much better. Coming <laughs> up in just a moment. Essilor has been helping Cowboys fans see better since 1972 so they don't miss a moment on the field. Get glasses with Essilor's best vision, clarity, and protection with the Essilor Ultimate Lens Package. Three innovative technologies in one lens. For a limited time, you can double your lenses for free when you purchase the Essilor Ultimate Lens Package and get a second pair of frames. Find a participating eye care professional and details by visiting EssilorUSA.com. That's EssilorUSA.com. Terms and conditions apply. If you're like me and you love... I mean, if you have a... ...thing, then cutting the cord is scary. But then I found out I could switch to DirecTV now and still get the live sports I love. No satellite needed, no bulky hardware, no annual contract. Just... Get the live sports you love. Try DirecTV now for $10 a month for three months. Visit DirecTVnow.com. DirecTV now. More for your thing. That's our thing. Use code REALDEAL. Limited time. Price for a little, little package. After three months, we use monthly at full price. Currently minimum $40 unless canceled. Prices may change. New subscribers only. Cancel anytime. Content varies by package and may be limited. Restrictions apply. A man's Stetson doesn't just protect him from life's elements. It projects an unstoppable and legendary spirit, just like the men wearing silver and navy on the field every Sunday. Since 1865, Stetson hats are American-made with pride right here in Texas. They are still the official crown of all self-respecting cowboys. And Stetson is proud to be on the field with America's team. 
Find Stetson Hats in the Pro Shop or at Stetson.com today. Dr. Pepper is the one you crave. But how do you explain that craving? Imagine being shipwrecked on a desert island, alone. Glass-like curls of surf pound the shore with Dr. Pepper-colored waves. Surrounded by desire, but you can't drink it because it's the ocean. Fish live in there. The only thing you want is Dr. Pepper, and you can't have it. Now that is a Dr. Pepper craving. Dr. Pepper, the one you crave. Back to Talking Cowboys. Here in Cowboys country, no matter the early season record, we always ride with our boys. But when it comes to your underwear, you definitely don't want them riding up on your boys. That's why we always wear Tommy John, the revolutionary brand of underwear, with stay-put waistbands, Mickey, that keep everything in place. Tommy John, no adjustment needed. Shop exclusive Cowboys underwear at TommyJohn.com. Forward slash Cowboys for 20% off your first order. Especially if you got a waist that keeps it in place. Did you notice that Mickey's waistband is not staying in place? Is that why you address Mickey with that? Yes. He actually was looking at me is what he was doing. I was not, Brian. I was I, not. I felt the glare. Kaboo, uh, <laughs> Texas is coming to AT&T Stadium May Kaboom. 10th through 12th. Not your typical festival. Kaboo, Texas offers an adult escape, Mickey. Uniquely curated to appeal to all five of your senses, Rob. With world-class music, Brian, hilarious comedy, incredible cuisine, (laughs) craft libations, inspiring contemporary art, and personal indulgences. Douglas Barraclow. (laughs) You can expect the inaugural Kabu Texas music lineup to feature a variety of chart-topping hits, legendary rockers, bucket list performers that Brian wants to go see. Absolutely. New acts you'll be excited to discover. Get your early bird passes now at KaboomTexas.com. That's K-A-A-B-O-O. Texas. All right. Dot com. Now, is this going to be inside the stadium? Oh, no. Outside? It's, it's an outside. Be yeah, it's an outdoor yeah. It's an outdoor yeah. deal. Yeah. Oh, really? I understand it's going to be both, actually. Oh, really? Right. Both. It's got to be inside and the outside. The bigger acts will be inside the, the stadium acts, and then they'll have stages outside and all around and everywhere, apparently. Kent, you guys performing in this thing? Hey, if they want to yeah. do it, I don't think forever the sickest Come on, kids. Kent, do oh, it. Check Local it out. Acts. Yeah, Kent's band yeah, that's was a legendary Dallas Axe stage, maybe. Yeah, well, you Lost guys toadies. were bad A, you know that. Oh, the toadies. We'll yeah. yeah, there All we right. go. Some local uh, influence. Mm-hmm. All right, very good. Kaboo! Okay, give Kent a call, and if <laughs> you are good enough, he will patch you through to Talking Cowboys. How's that? That sounds good. Okay, 888-855-2297. Brian, you have another question I will. for the panel. I will. Has the turnover at offensive line coaching coaches on the offensive line affected this unit? Has the turnover, if you look at how this, this is the one position that if you go through Bill Callahan and then Frank Pollock and now Paul Alexander. So not just this coaching change yeah. this year but yeah. when you go the, back if you go out Callahan if you go through because these guys of all they started with yeah. Bill as young and then they grew with with Pollock but has it affected them a little bit you know we asked that same question after Callahan left yeah now Pollock R- was here running game Moses but it was like oh are, are we in a transition yeah and now it was like Pollock was kind of taking some heat right and now he's gone and now you got a new guy and 
it's starting to sound like he might be taking some heat. See, or I, is it personnel? I love Joe Looney. See, that's what but, I'm saying, and, that, and that's a great answer, Mickey, by the way. The, the, did we make enough of a deal about Travis Frederick not being – in there as the focal point for this offense line. I calls. think we've tried, you know, I, but it, I, but it's, it, but it's not, I, you know, it's, it's hard to sit there and really blame Joe Looney. I'm not blaming him. No, no, I, I know. I, and that blame is a terrible word. He's a solid it's a terrible player. Word. I'm sorry about that. No, no, I'm, he's a solid player, but we're talking about an all pro guy. Yeah. That's kind of the quarterback there pre-snap, you know, and, and, and especially with a rookie next to you. Right. I look at that first and I, I don't think Joe's been bad, Here's, but I just think Travis but How about is, the right tackle though? <laughs> Is it other, affected the way the right scaring me? The right tackle? Yes. See, thank you, Mickey. Because that to me, that's that's where I want to focus is you know the young guy is gonna struggle. We 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 all talked about that. We've talked about yes. that since Oxnard. Yes. But we we didn't how's it affected the right tackle? You know, the right tackle looked like he was coming along, and then all of a sudden, and, and this is nothing against Paul Alexander, but he's been a line coach a long time in this league. He coaches a certain way. He says, okay, high hand, low hand, or footwork this, or put your head here. You know, and all of a sudden you get a guy like Lyle Collins who's like, okay, I'm finally getting this. And now you're asking him, okay, think about this. And maybe the argument is, well, if he's good enough, he should be able to just do whatever Paul Alexander asks him to ask him to do. See, I I I thought the second half of last year. I not thought, I saw it. LC came around. No question. Right? No question. Now it's almost like he's back to where he was to start last yeah. year. Yeah. He's struggling. He's struggling in pass coverage. Um and, and, and that's the that's kind of to me the scary part that yeah. you know, he's I mean, he was improving, improving, and now I don't see the next step. But you yeah. know, it's been it's been kind of everywhere on the line. They have they've, that's had, what I'm they've saying. had trouble there. Yeah. I mean, there's been leaks up the middle. Uh, Frank Clark getting past Tyron Smith, who, by the way, you know, he left briefly and came back with a chess deal. Went in the locker room, came back, played. I think didn't miss a snap. Yeah, but you know, it's it's has there hasn't been one spot in the line where it's been perfect. See, and the thing at center, and maybe we didn't express it well enough, is it's not like Travis Frederick was just a guy, and anybody yeah. that's watching can yes. probably see me explain this. If it's a guy, his level's here and the backup's here. But okay, we're talking for those of, who are not watching, Mickey put his right hand <laughs> up above his head and his left hand was about chin level. So go yeah. ahead, Mickey. Yeah. So about a foot apart. Thanks, Thanks, okay. <laughs> now you've got Travis Frederick who's way up here. Now he's reaching way above his head. And the backup so that's about is five still, feet off the ground. And yeah. the backup's still at that same level. So the gap between the two is huge. Yeah, I think and, you're right. And I think that's what causes, you know, I mean, Travis Frederick's how many five-time Pro Bowler, four-time Pro Bowler? Yeah. Every year he's been it's here. It's not right? just, and yeah. one of the best centers in the league, and you could probably make an argument for the best. And now you're replacing him with just a guy. Yeah. And you're not replacing just a guy. What's What's funny is the the, the guy, and Mickey's right about this, the guy that you you put in there, as we've said, hasn't been bad. No. The problem is the guy, like Mickey said, is two feet above the guy you have in there, and that and that makes it hard. That's the that's the thing. But I just was curious if if the if turnover has affected this group more than any of the other groups on the staff. Yeah, more that, so than yeah, just personnel. Then more so than personnel. And then 
taking into consideration tight end, and I'm talking Witten and Hannah from two years ago. Sure. Compared to what you have now. Swain and Jarwin. See, now this leads me this leads me to my my question, if you don't mind. Let's Bill, you got a call. I don't want to We do have a call. All right, we'll, we'll take call calls. first. Yeah, then we'll, we'll take go the to call. your next hey, question. No, we no. go to Mickey's Peyton. on a roll. I want to get to him. Peyton in Minnesota next up on Talking Cowboys. Hello, Peyton. Hey guys. Um I thought that first caller started off pretty well. Yeah. But then so did I, I thought his reasoning was pretty poor. Uh, it happens to I all of us. I can't, I can't completely blame this offensive staff. I think the players are failing to execute a lot of the time. Okay. But at the same time, though, um, this is the coaching staff in front office who brought in the personnel itself. True. So I think that this team just really misevaluated the players on it, like what they have. So like I, overvalued them? Yeah. I mean, like – I just think they're so stubborn that they go in every single year thinking, oh, we don't need to sign free agents. We can just draft. And it just it bites them in the butt. It, like, I yeah. think starting the show. I mean. They tried to get Sammy Watkins, though, didn't they? Yeah, that's the word. I'm, well, I'm, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not beating you up here, sir. <laughs> I'm really God, not. That didn't happen. Yeah, no, that's but, what I'm saying. I mean, you, you, we, we kind of go it one way. We say, boy, they need to go get free agents. Boy, they need to do this. And then you get a Sammy Watkins, and you're kind of like going – well, what were they thinking there? Yeah, but I, yeah, Brian, I know this isn't as big of a point, but I mean, Will McClay, like, he's done great drafting, but to me, his pro player personnel side has been awful. I mean, he trades for Jihad Ward. Well, that didn't really work out. No. I, mean, I know it didn't work out for the Raiders either, but, yeah, I mean, but like, the, best got... player, the best player he's brought in is David Irving, who can't go a season without being suspended. How about with the, they brought in Joe Thomas? You know, at the linebacker spot, and I think yep. you're going to see. I think you're in preseason. We saw some good things from Joe Thomas, right? Right, and I, I agree. But then again, I mean, okay. don't get me wrong. Lane Van Der Esch, he's been good so far. It looks like Antoine really Woods. Woods. Did, did the front office misevaluate Joe Thomas and Jalen Smith where they were at? And then we have to go spend a first round pick on an off ball linebacker. Well, no, I yeah, mean, yeah, but Calvin no, Ridley okay, not help this team okay. Well, then t- let's focus. Well, Sean on, Lee's going to miss some time. Yeah, this is where you're going to see. I yeah, agree, I agree. How about Antoine Woods? You yeah, got to pick up. Yeah, there you go. Okay. See, and I've been in pro personnel. I appreciate you back and forth with us, man. I really do. But this is where you get in a you know you little bit of, of like you say, well, I don't want to draft and I need to sign free agents. And then when you miss on free agents like we used to do in the early 2000s and Mickey would you know lose his mind because of it, and I'd, I don't blame him for doing that, then you say, well, you need to draft better. So we're – I don't know, man. I just don't know where we – you know, can I think I, you I have – one suggestion? No, no, sure. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Um, I think this is realistic. I've done research. I'm not just throwing this out like it's Madden. Okay. I think you can trade a third, maybe a second. I don't know. The second might be too much. I think you can go out and get Amari Cooper. I don't know if we have the pro. I don't know if we have the quarterback to give him the ball consistently. That's fair. That's a fair point. I think the Raiders are really bad. They want draft picks. John Gruden is a long-term contract. Amari Cooper's he has a fifth-year option that's not fully guaranteed. So the Raiders would save ten million dollars next year. I think you. I think there's just someone that you have to go get. You can't be throwing the Blake Jarwin on third down in a critical play like in a game. Like that just can't be Dak Prescott's like option. He needs just better talent around him. So Okay. So what receiver are you getting rid of? Uh Terrence Williams. I know like the salary doesn't really help you, but right. I mean, I think the writing's on the wall with him, so Yeah. I, I got another question. You're in Minnesota, you pay attention to the Vikings? Oh God! Uh, I give my friends a hard time. Trust me, they always get. They Would you rather around. have Daniil Hunter or Randy Gregory? Oh, Daniil Hunter for sure. Okay, See, th- th- there's that. Yeah, there's your. Yeah, there's your question right there about drafting. 
Yeah, drafted. And, I mean, you took Randy Gregory last pick of the call, second though. round. So appreciate and the, appreciate the Vikings the, took Daniil Hunter, and you're very familiar. He was not productive at LSU. Not at all. <laughs> at all, but you saw the – Mike Zimmer, good yep, eye for those defensive yep, players. And 20 years Except old play coming Buffalo. out, and he's got his second contract. So, so I appreciate the caller thinking. You know, he's trying to think about offensive sure. help. So are we past thinking uh, they, uh, they got to trade picks for safety help after watching this offense through three games and saying, well, that's – that's what we need to go do. Yeah, as I mean, as, I, to as me, as Jeff Heath stays healthy. I, I know, and and they're and they're thin there. But when I watch watching this offense, it's like, okay, which okay. where where are we really having problems? Okay. Next you question. Know? Yeah, here we go. If I can just roll into it again, thank you for the call. That was well That's done. Uh, th- tell me, this is the most confusing area of this team. This is the most confusing area of this team. Okay. Um, I, I, I've been saying wide receiver for a while because I, I think they need to figure out what they have, who's best in certain situations, and maybe roll with a slightly trimmed down rotation. And I, I don't know what that is because I don't – like Mickey said, there's not a lot of differentiation between them. I think you know Tavon has unique traits and Beasley's going to be your guy. But I think that's got – somehow that's got to resolve itself in the next couple games. I think that'll help Dak out. I think it needs to resolve itself in the next couple of practices. Well, maybe that too. Maybe that too. Or maybe the Bill's, next couple Bill's of buying hours. in your plan. But, but, you, but yeah, you, I want to. I want to. Let's go, and I want them on the practice field, <laughs> working you, with the quarterback. But you see the discussion that we had. Like, I love Michael Gallup's potential too, but in the short term, are you better off going with a veteran guy? And and like, Which you can one? make arguments. That's my point. Like, you can go anywhere with this, really. No, I mean, which I mean, veteran guy? Instead of Gallup, a Hearns who's been around the league more, but does he give you as much juice? I mean, that's why that's why it's kind of maddening to me is these conversations because I don't really know the answer. And then if Hearns I mean, fails, then you go back. I mean, you go to you Gallup. Know, yeah, you know, then you're three and three. So you were going to be playing Gallup yeah. all the time anyway. Yeah. If you were going to pick your top three receivers, would your two Munchkin receivers be in that? There's no question they would be. Yes. And I think and you I'll get, throw you Thompson have, in there too. And I'm Thompson's good. I'm good with going with yeah. four receivers. I want okay. You got a four receiver rotation is what I'm good with. Okay, and you got so you got Beasley, you got Austin, you got Thompson, and then either Gallup or Hearns. That's kind of where I'm or at right got, now. Now you got yeah. Bryce Butler in the man. And maybe and maybe <laughs> maybe we were wrong, but when we were watching training camp, were we not enamored with Beasley and Tavon Austin being on the field at the same I, time? And, Mickey, and that can I'm happen. Glad you remembered that. Yep, that can happen. And I don't think we've seen that, have we? Yeah. Maybe a not little much, bit. Not All much. Not right, as much so as we you need. Go, you go four wide. See, that's what I'm saying. No tight end. That's what but I'm saying. But they've been kind of doing that. And so you got the two slot guys and Cole yeah. and Tavon, and then – There's a lot of four wide in this game. Now, some of it was jar, or Swain, Swain out right. wide. But right. they've done it. They tried to spread them out. I think the most confusing thing to this about this area about this team to me is that offensive line. Okay. Because I maybe confusing I ex- in why they confusing aren't performing. Why, yeah, confusing why they haven't played with the consistency that I thought they, they would. And, see, Rob and, just answered the question right. differently. Yeah, we're because... all right. We're all right about we're all right about the loss of Frederick. But man, I mean, if you tell me, and another question I'm going to ask you guys too is offensively, what can you hang your hat on? You know, I thought I could hang my hat on this offensive line. 
and I don't. And Mickey's brought this point up for the last three weeks. You know, protect his quarterback. He's got no shot. Right. Mm-hmm. And they haven't been. And I think the thing that's confusing to me is I haven't seen the consistency from the group. They're on thought- pace to give up 59 sacks yeah. right now. 59. Yeah. The most the Cowboys have ever given up in a 16-game season is 60. And Dak yeah. was sacked when they had that great year two years ago 23 times. Boy, we keep reliving that revisionist mm-hmm. history there, don't we? It's not we? revisionist. I'm just saying back no, no, when, and back not, when, and back when not, this line was elite. No, no, and that's, that's, and that's, and that's, that's, but that's, that's what, free playing right tackle and Ron Leary playing left guard. Yeah. And Travis Frederick playing center. And that, but, exactly. And I'm with you, but I guess my point is I think they tr- entered the season before Travis is deal- was dealing with this illness Right. that we can still hang our hat on this line being yeah. that's potentially what, that, elite that's what, again. That's what I'm saying. And, Offensively, I wanted to believe that I can hang my hat on this group. Yeah. And I don't know if I can. Well, you can running the ball. It seems like. And then we just get beat down. But maybe that's what it's going to take. Maybe. I didn't grab the stats. I got here late. I hit. How many times do you get stopped by like a train? Like, how <laughs> about. Scoring. How about. How about the, tra- the train tracks, the lights down, the gate down, and there's yeah. no train for yeah. like. Oh, yeah. Almost 15 minutes. Yeah. Before you decide, I got to bail. Yeah. So I don't have the stats, but where's where's Zeke? So is, is, is he this, like the is top, this a fine for Mickey? Is this like the <laughs> is he a top five rusher right now in the I, league? I don't know. You gave me all the rankings on the other stuff. So what he's got one twenty and then he got eighty seven last week. I mean he was I'll tell you what, I'm gonna look it up and he we'll be back seven. with more of talking cowboys with that point when we Thank come you. back in just a moment. If you're like me and you love I mean if you have a thing then cutting the cord is scary but then i found out i could switch to direct tv now and still get the live sports i love no satellite needed no bulky hardware no annual contract just get the live sports you love try direct tv now for ten dollars a month for three months visit directtvnow.com direct tv now more for your thing that's our thing use code real deal limited time price for a little, little package after three months we use monthly at full price currently minimum forty dollars and less cancel prices may change new subscribers only cancel anytime content varies by package and may be limited restrictions apply while a player can look good on paper it's when he's out on the field that you really find out what he's made of that's why the cowboys rely on more than stats and scouting reports when building their team when picking a tractor it's why you should rely on more than specs and features as well you got to take it out and put it to the test the cowboys did when they named john deere their official tractor to experience one for yourself visit your local texas john deere dealer or go to myjohndeerdealer.com slash football it can be hard to find the right resource for learning about important financial matters you search how to build savings, you end up reading about the one weird ingredient from supermarkets that can make you taller. That's why Bank of America built BetterMoneyHabits.com, a safe little corner of the internet for answering your financial questions. Full of simple videos and tips, Better Money Habits can show you how to make the most of your money without resorting to random searches that always seem to lead to unbelievable photos of childhood stars grown up. To learn more, visit BetterMoneyHabits.com. Essilor has been helping Cowboys fans see better since 1972 so they don't miss a moment on the field. Get glasses with Essilor's best vision, clarity, and protection with the Essilor Ultimate Lens Package. Three innovative technologies in one lens. For a limited time, you can double your lenses for free when you purchase the Essilor Ultimate Lens Package and get a second pair of frames. Find a participating eye care professional and details by visiting EssilorUSA.com. That's EssilorUSA.com. Terms and conditions apply. Back to Talking Cowboys. 
Want to use what the pros use? Jack Black is the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys. Get your Jack Black Playmaker. That's four JB faves plus a full-size lip balm for just 10 bucks, and shipping is free at getjackblack.com. Use code COWBOYS. By the way, I mentioned yesterday that my daughter Jordan has been uh, listening. listening to the podcast on a daily basis, and she was about two weeks behind. Well, she texted me yesterday, and <laughs> she's caught up. She heard yesterday's show. She worried you don't bathe? Well, she texted me at 4.30 yesterday afternoon and said, it's called an exfoliator, you old farts. Oh. We were talking about the scrub. Yeah, the scrub. Right. Yeah, we it, call it's it, an exfoliator. We call it Butterface. Butterface. <laughs> Jordan, farts. right? It's Jordan? It's your daughter Jordan. Jordan. Yeah. yeah. Well, Jordan, thank you very much yeah. for listening. and. Yes, uh, we need uh, we need all the help we can get with that exfoliant. Is this, is this your youngest daughter? Youngest daughter. Yeah. Yes. Wait till I see her again. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> she also said thanks for the shout out. Now yeah. she'll be thanking me again. Yeah. Now she won't. She doesn't listen live. I'm sure. So she's, yeah. it's on her commute. Yeah. She's yeah. still on Giants Week, right? She's the one. No, 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 back, no, no. She said she's caught up now. Oh, okay, yeah. good. Yeah, she, so she is in tune now. All right, and the Star District offers over 30 restaurants and retail spaces at the Dallas Cowboys themed campus. It is the perfect place to shop, dine, bring the whole family. For more information on all that the Star has to offer, visit thestarinfrisco.com. And at the Star in Frisco tonight, yes. it's happy hour at happy Concrete Cowboys. Six to seven tonight, so come on out. Uh, I love the fact that we got Nate Newton in the, mm-hmm. in the crowd uh, getting the questions and stuff. So yeah, if you're in the area, uh, come on out. If, uh, we'll have it up too on the podcast as well. For uh, so, if you want to give it a yeah. listen, always some really good back and forth with the fans and stuff like that. I and, like that a lot. And if you have a question, Nate will find you. He okay? will find. He you. wants yeah, questions, yeah. so yeah. come yeah. out and ask one. Yeah. yeah, six to seven. All right. Now, who is the leading rusher in the National Football League through three weeks? Anyone and have the a guess? Sir, is anyone have a guess? It's not Le'Veon Bell. Not Le'Veon Bell. Nope. And it's oh, it's a guy in the Rams. Todd Gurley. Todd Gurley. Yeah. Yeah. Todd Gurley is fourth. Oh, jeez. 255 yards, averaging we... 4.1 yards per carry. Kareem Hunt? Kareem Hunt. No, 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 no. Alvin Kamara. Patrick of... Mahomes is going nuts. Uh, yeah, Alvin I'm trying Kamara. to think of good teams. Yeah. Alvin Kamara catches a bunch of balls. <laughs> yeah. Yes, he does. But uh, I don't think he's leading the league in rushing. So there is a tie for the league lead. 200 and a tie for the league yards. lead. A tie for the league lead with 274 yards. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Ezekiel Elliott uh-huh. and Matt Breida of San Francisco. Oh, San Francisco. Yeah, he got hurt in the game that we played preseason. And he's averaging 8.6 yards per carry. Yeah. Of course, they lost Jarek McKinnon. Right. Uh, who may have got hurt in that same game. No, Remember, that's San Francisco. Yeah, yeah, that's right. He got everybody. hurt. That's right. Yeah. So, how many carries does Zeke have? Uh, he has 48 carries for 274 yards, averaging 5.7 yards a tote, while Burita has 32 carries for 274, 8.6 yards a carry. How many does Gurley have? Carries. Gurley has 62 carries. Elliott has 48. What's One a of lot the differences of... is the Rams are 3 0. Yeah, a lot and... of offense out there yep. in LA. Yep. Yeah, a lot of offense. So they have a pretty good running back. Christian yeah. McCaffrey coming off a huge out. 184 last yeah, week? Yeah, he's at 271. So he's just three yards behind the leaders. Yeah. And, of course, he catches the ball a lot. And Adrian Peterson is number five in the league behind mm-hmm. Gurley at 236 yards. 
Well, Saquon Barkley is six, and then James Conner. Nice pickup by the uh, with uh, Adrian Peterson out there in Washington. Mm-hmm. Yeah, didn't see that one. Did not see that one at all. All right, you have another question. To I pose? forgot. Or what why, was your point? I, I know. I forgot why I brought it up. Because I'm they're running the ball. Up. Well, we were talking about the offensive line. Yeah, because you know? I was like, they're running the ball well. Yeah, and that see, that's the thing. It's like it's encouraging that they're doing what they're kind of the formula says has success for them. But when they're in third and one and third and two, like they were the other day, they're not converting those manageable downs. And that's what's discouraging about this offense right now. It's one thing to say against Carolina, oh, well, you're behind the chains. And what's discouraging about this offense is the passing game. But see, the narrative (laughs) was they'll never be able to run the ball because they can't pass it. Right. Well, they're running the ball. Yeah. They're putting themselves in position to – be efficient in the passing game, and they're not being efficient. And it's not and like they've overly emphasized the run either. And the the only reason that they don't rank up there, and I don't know where they are, probably they're sixth or seventh in the league in rushing offense right now. I have to look it up. Uh, but the only reason they're not in the top three is because they aren't winning games. Yeah. Right. And not padding those stats in the fourth quarter. That's and right. I think their quarterback has what, about 71 yards rushing himself. Yep. Am I right about that? 50 and 21, something like that? I'm, Maybe more I, than I, that. I, yeah. 45. Yeah. 85. 85. 85. 85. There you go. 6.1 yeah. a carry. Yeah. There you go. You have another question to pose, Brian? Yeah. I will ask you guys. This is going to go now to the defensive side of the ball. And I'm going to say, with Sean Lee, you know, likely out for a few games. Who do you need more from, Leighton Vanderish or Jalen Smith, to make up for that? Mm. I'm gonna put that on the fan pulse right now. That's yeah, a good question. Leighton Vanderish or Jalen Smith? Who do you need more in that absence of Sean Lee? Jalen Smith. Yeah, because I, I I say that because I just can't count on you know the rookie. It's a lot of tackles that young. Yeah, man. it's great what he's doing right yeah. now, but I'm just not gonna hang my hat on the rookie right off the bat. But see, I need somebody not only to make tackles, but to take get, charge. Get everybody lined there up. Get people that's, lined up. Ooh, get them bigger, organized. That's a bigger point right there, Mickey. Because that's yeah. what you miss from Sean Lee. I think from a physical standpoint, you know, Vander Esch, hey, he had 11 tackles and 33 snaps. Yeah. That's one every three snaps. Was it a coincidence, though, that any any take nothing away from Vander Esch, was it a coincidence that Seattle had their big drive – when Lee went out of the game the other day, I mean the drive that basically put the game out of out of reach. The last drive that made it, yeah, the twenty made it, it twenty twenty four made it twenty four. Yeah, that it, it is a little bit of a concern there. That, I, was, I, that was when Lee went out and they went seventy two yards in ten plays. Yeah, and that because it was seventeen to six, the Cowboys had just uh, kicked a field goal to make it seventeen to six. If they get a stop there, then they can have a chance, but they didn't. And no. They went 72 yards in 10 plays. I would say Jalen, too. Who you got? Jalen? Yeah, I think it's got to be Jalen. And, and the reasons everybody's given is, I think, absolutely right. You're going to need this thing to get held together. I think Jalen Smith is becoming that leader that you need. Um, I think that you're going to need him to to make some of those, whether it's the sacks. You know, that's something. You know, he had a chance to get a sack the other day, just kind of let uh, Russell Wilson. But it, it was an incomplete pass. I think that you're going to really, really have to lean on on Jalen in this football game, and and I, I think that Leighton Vanderish will come along. But you're going to have some guys that are going to have to step up as well. I mentioned 
know, we talked about Joe Thomas, Joe Thomas stuff. You know, does this mean now that you know Chris Covington is going to be active? How much is he going to play? Damian Wilson, how much does he you know can you get from him as well? So as a whole, this linebacking core has got to has got to find a way to to make things uh, right. They constructed without, this roster with the the with mind, this with this, with in, this mind. in mind. Yeah, that they you, were, you yeah, could. Sean you Lee could, was going to lose. You know, games. everybody wants you to to draft. You should have drafted the kid Calvin Ridley or DJ Moore, one of those guys. But the the and thought, the, the, the Vander Esch pick was as much about the future as it was it about was, this year too. Was. But it was about this year you also. You know, and and this this is just this is the sad reality of Sean Lee that we I hate when we have conversations about Sean Lee as being a great football player with eleven tackles in a game, but it, we don't even touch on that. We talk about him being injured for another time. However, know? but just. With Sean Lee at the age that he's at, even without an injury history, this, it was prudent on their part to yeah. get a young linebacker. Yeah. To They're going to have to make spot. a decision. Mean, this is, you know, hopefully this is not too much foreshadowing, but I think they're going to have to make a decision depending on that at the end of the year. All right, let's go to Scott in Houston. We got a few minutes left here on Talking Cowboys. Hello, Scott. How are we doing, guys? Great. Okay, how are we doing, guys? Um, I just got a question about the the turnover margin. Um, what the turnover margin is, and if you're going to play the style of football that Jason Garrett wants to play, running the ball, controlling the clock, you got to be positive on that to win games. So I just want to hear you guys. It's minus two. Turnover margin's minus two right now. They've turned it over four times, and they've gotten two fumble recoveries, no picks. See, that's the thing. I thought that with this, this secondary, they would have more picks. I know Jeff Heath had a chance in the Carolina game for one that he dove and it fell in between his arms. But I thought that we would probably see a little bit more of that from what we were gathering in the preseason with the way they were playing. Ball was on the turf a couple of different times too in the in the uh, Seattle game, and it just bounced right back up into their hands. Well, so in that a, drive we were just talking yeah. about, it started off with Penny fumbling. Right, that's right. Yeah, it could have been. I mean, it could have been, been a huge play. They haven't had the sack fumble yet. I mean, well, I take I take that back. They had it with Damian Wilson in the Giants game, but we that's haven't right. as much pressure as they've been able to generate. They haven't been able to kind of get one or two more of those. And, you know, maybe and that, that will come. help the offense out immensely. Well, be- I'll tell you another thing, and, and, and maybe it's a hidden yards play, but think about what happened. We were, and we were mentioning Tavon Austin as well. And Tavon had that punt return that got him all the way out to the 42. He fields the ball at the 21. On the other Bentley. side of the field, uh, Byron Jones gets a holding call totally away from the play. So instead of having the ball on their own 42 with a chance – they get the they, they get the ball in their own nine. They get a they get a motion penalty and then Rico we, with a false start. Rico with a false start, and next thing you know, we're, they're fighting out of their own end. So six yard line. Yeah, yep. Those are those are just you know th- this offense with the way it's going right now that they, they need all the short fields that they can get until they get some confidence that they can do some things. I think on special that. teams, you ought to just take a touchback and a fair catch on punts <laughs> and don't risk a penalty. Yes. <laughs> Every play is a penalty, not just the Cowboys. Every game you watch, yeah. there's a penalty. That was a 33-yard penalty they just, got. Just stand at the line of scrimmage on the punt and let the guy catch it fair catch. Don't get called for blocking the back or holding. Well, if it's college football, you can take a fair catch at the five-yard line. I saw and it that goes on out the kickoff. The 25 now. On the kickoff. On the kickoff. Yeah. 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 Might as well just do that. Yeah. Well, it, there was a college game. Yeah, yeah different. But. <laughs> Maybe run a college offense. Yeah. Oh! oh. All right. Thanks for joining us for Talking Cowboys. Talk at you tomorrow.
This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!